<laughs> I'm sorry, Dakota. <laughs> I mean, the dog kind of jump a bit. You always forget that. What? Dakota's that it here? freaks out Dakota. Oh, I don't forget. I just don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hi, friend. Welcome to Heartbeats, a storytelling podcast taking place in an extraordinary land filled with ordinary people. I am your storyteller, Xander, and here with me are Rob and Jazz. So let's take a trip into town and see what's going on, shall we? Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, all I ask is when I let go, you don't put them on the typewriter, okay? As her hands uh, come down onto the desk, the, the rest of the room starts changing. The beautiful grass starts kind of fading away into dust, turning into a uh, just a tan carpet. The the pond becomes a one of those like classic big globes you see in a lot of like dens and stuff. But she looks at both of you curiously. Um, do you mind telling me why you are in my study? And who are you both again? I don't believe we've met. What would y'all like to do? How would y'all like to respond? Oh, um... Hi, I'm Jacques. Um, and this is Charlene. And, um, I promise we're not robbing your house. Um, in fact, it's the opposite. Uh, we got robbed by a giant raccoon and he took something of ours and then ran in here. And so we had to go after that. But on the way in, we got robbed a second time, except this time it wasn't by a raccoon. It was by a ghost. And it wasn't the thing that we had first time, which was a bundle of herbs. It was Charlene's girlfriend who got stolen. And so we're now, um, we uh, did a bunch of things, none of which involved stealing. Again, we're not thieves. And um, then... Uh, we found our way in here and we saw that you were kind of struggling with, you know, a tree and some words and then we gave you a helping hand and, um, now we sort of just want all of our stuff back and we'll be on our way. Still not thieves. <laughs> uh, she, her face went from just confused to just jaw dropping confused as you words keep coming out of your mouth as she's trying to wrap her her already kind of dazed brain around all that you're giving her look i'm not much of a storyteller um i think charlene can agree that i'm pretty bad at it so maybe you seem to be a good writer why don't you tell me what you think happened um yeah i'm gonna go with no and she's just pointing at you and moves over to Charlene pointing and go are you also going to pitch a book because I I don't have the time for this um well maybe not a book but we're on our way to a festival and I think I think you should get out of the house and come with us there's always room for more people at a festival in Heartbeats, and it's just a little walk, and um, maybe there's some other people in the house that would also like to come with you, and I just really think that having more people would make it a lot more fun, and I'd really like to get to know you in your magical library and get to know all the things that happened, and... <gasps> Hi. As you t inhale that breath, the door bust open. 
a big, uh, burly, round man, big gray beard, stands front door, arms just outstretched. And that is when uh, her eyes just brighten up. And immediately she uh, understands everything that Droxay in her mind clicks together, uh, gasping over her mouth, just, oh dear. And he just runs over and just bellowing, oh my, oh my, just as as he grasps and picks her up, spinning her uh, around this room, her feet knocking over tons of books off the shelf. But y'all don't y'all don't know who this man is. You he he doesn't he doesn't look like anyone you've met so far. But he came busting into this room. Jacques leans down to Charlene and goes, "Oh, I love a good epilogue." I think now's our chance to um. And she looks over towards the door. Give them a moment. Um. Yeah. I. Um. I, one thing though, do you see Astrid in here anywhere? No, but I don't really feel like asking. I think we just go look for her. Um, Jacques is going to walk out um, backwards, slowly, trying not to interrupt the scene. I'm gonna go get the herbs on the other side of the room and then just kind of like scuttle over, pick them up and then do the wallflower shimmy down the wall to the door you silently close the doors uh giving giving the two uh their privacy you're back in this um foyer area you know the the big entrance um where someone clears their throat uh behind you and when you turn around there are uh three men Right, yeah. There are three men uh, standing there, all in three different colored suits. Do you want to come with us to the Whale Song Festival? The more, the merrier. So, uh, the the one in like the uh, yellow suit looks at you. He uh, puts two fingers up to his glasses, pushing them up. Um, do you know by chance, um, Astrin, one who came with us? She is still in the house, maybe outside the house. We'd like to leave with her. So the blue one, he stands up even straighter, uh, puffs out his chest to look uh, more intimidating, but he just looks more fashionable, to, to be quite honest. <laughs> uh, his blue suit's really, it's really nice. Um, the friend is sulking on the porch. And he leans in a little bit closer. I think that was a bit miffed about being kicked out via the what's a slide. And he sits back up straight. What? Why did whoa, you whoa, kick whoa, out my whoa. girlfriend with a water slide? Why did you not tell me there was a water slide earlier? I have so many questions. Do y'all want to go out the water slide, dudes? <laughs> yes. Uh, if it will get me outside faster. Yes, absolutely. All right, just pull the lever. And he just radically points uh, to next y'all where there's now uh, a lever next to you ready to be uh, pulled forward. Uh, below y'all is clearly a, a trap door. It's very obvious. I don't know how y'all stood on it. Jacques just stops and ponders for a moment. He goes, how does a water slide work with a trap door if we're on the ground floor? 
and then he pulls the lever. <laughs> you you pull the lever, the doors open up below both of you. Uh, water is bubbling below you, shooting up into you as the doors above you uh, open up as you get shot through a twisting turning of, of tubes and water, eventually ending up outside the front door uh, through this uh, very radical and dark uh, slip and slide. But, but there y'all are on the on the front porch of, of the the manor. Astrid's just kind of sitting cross-legged like she her hair is just drenched. She clearly doesn't look happy right now. Astrid! Charlene just runs up and like tackles her to the side in a great big teddy bear hug. Astrid, I missed you so much and I have to tell you about all the mushrooms. And then there was this lady with the red and then there was another lady in a tree and a magical library. Oh, and we got the herbs. <laughs> uh, Asher just looking a little like uh, stunned and shocked at, at the, you know, abrupt embrace and, and tackling just her face softens and just starts laughing uh, soon after you uh, finish speaking. Well, sounds like y'all had a fun time. I've just been here sitting. You know how many times they've thrown me out? Um, no, but you could tell us all about it on the way back to Heartbeats. That's pretty rude. Why would your sister kick you out like that? Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. I, I need you to repeat what you just said to me. <laughs> what? I said, that's a bit rude. Why would your sister kick you out like that? Because um, he's convinced that this is... Astrid's just, just sister the go witch. With me. <laughs> go with me here, I've got this. Like, just act as Astrid would act. Which would probably be, wait, what? No, be... Uh, be Rob, go, go you're... Go no, you're literally... Ha I have to reference my thing because there's a thing for this. What? Well, yeah, I have a relationship chart with everybody. Like, what are you talking about? Do I just know Scope's secret? <laughs> you, you might, yeah. You, you kind of, yeah. You did a thing. I was just gonna make the joke of like that was clearly a witch's house, so she had to be the witch, so that had to be Astrid's sister. <laughs> I'm picking my mic so much. <laughs> So Ashton just looks, she goes like, what? No, what are you talking about? This is not my sister. Pfft, sis, I don't. Ants more like no, it. That, and just, I mean, run, that... run, just kind of stands up and walks off like, let's, let's go, Char Charlene. We got the stuff. Let's let's leave. I don't need to speak to Aunt Klein's nothing. She's just, just storming off. Just muttering half syllables. Astrid, wait, wait. You didn't tell us about all the times you got kicked out of the house. Wait up. Chuck, what did you do? Oh, uh, I just, I just figured that was, I mean, that was clearly a witch's house, right? Like, you know, the only thing missing was the, the, the walls made of gingerbread. And Jacques pauses for a moment and turns and looks back at the wall. He thinks better of it and then continues. Yeah, so that, that was a witch's house. And as we've established already, um, uh, Astrid's sister, definitely a witch. So, you know. If you if it you know weighs the same as a duck, <laughs> you just hear it all far off in the distance. <laughs> um, ah, oh, you know that's the first time she's actually said she doesn't have a sister. 
não tem que ver. Hmm. He turns and knocks on the front of the door. Okay, so so two things are happening. So Ashton is uh, leaving toward the gate. Uh, Jock, you're knocking on the door. Uh, Charlene, what are you doing currently? Following after Astrin. Okay. Uh, so, so you chase after Astrin. Uh, you know, she she obviously, you know, calms down as as y'all talk about what's happened in the mansion, the different ways that she got uh kicked out of the house from sneaking in through windows and gave up whenever the water slide happened. And Jacques, so you knock on the door. Mm-hmm. The front door opens, and uh, who opens it is uh, the tall, big man from earlier with the the nice, big, cool beard, uh, bald head. Uh, he does have kind of like a small face, nice little cute small face. His little eyes are kind of small, uh, as if they're drawn on. No, I'm joking. They're not drawn on. No, uh, but he opens the door along with uh, Charlie, the the woman who y'all. You know, more or less saved. Oh, um, hi. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt the two of you. I, I just um, didn't get to finish saying before, the festival's running all evening, so if you have no plans later on, come into town. And then Jacques walks off. Uh, the, the big man Bellow laughs and, you know, says that they will, will be there for sure. Uh, as they close the door, you know, they're both like just you can hear the giddiness in their voices as they're they're chatting as the door closes. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacques shrugs and heads off to um uh Charlene and Astrid. Yeah, you, you catch up uh to them in a in a handful of minutes. They got a pretty good distance ahead of you in that that span of time. Uh but you catch up about at the at the fork in the road. What do you mean you tried to get in through a second floor window using the tree that had all the gnarled branches that it took you an hour to get up? Don't you know they have locks on those windows? Well, I didn't. Until after. Who locks their windows? I'm from the city. Everyone locks their windows. Well, how are we supposed to get in through the windows if they're locked? I just, I just don't get it. And then after that, you went down and tried to dig a hole to the basement using a tree root? Astrin, how long were you out here? Three hours. So just the, just the three things, but... I mean, I'm really I did glad. learn how to make a shovel off a tree root. Yeah, Astrin, that's three impressive. Ou- three hours. Three hours. You could have recorded a 15-minute podcast in that time. <laughs> Shut no up. one's asking you, Sean. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, y'all leave the mansion. Uh, y'all, you know, walk over to the the fork in the road. Uh, y'all separate from Ashton. Uh, Ashton has to go home to grab some stuff since she's heading into town. She's, you know, wants to do some deliveries prior to getting to into the festival. You know, and since she's heading there anyways, like, why not kill two birds with one stone? Um, so y'all, y'all part ways for, for a short period of time. And as y'all head to uh, the town and get through the the forest line, the tree line, uh, y'all see the town of Heartbeats. It is completely different 
whereas when y'all left it was it was normal now it's just bustling with people there's like all these streamers and uh decorations of like giant whales uh floating between the the like buildings on, on string there are stalls lining up uh next to buildings it it's all very festive what would y'all like to do as y'all are approaching town with the bag of spice hey Jacques, where did we need to deliver the spice again for the festival uh, back to stem i think <sighs> i don't remember if he said we were too busy um telling him that he's a horrible person who should be back down <laughs> he is <laughs> all right well <laughs> Okay, maybe maybe we stop back at my house first, and um, then we take on STEM. What do you think? Um, I think that's the first time I've referred to this as our town. It's kind of funny. Oh. Huh. Well, let's go to my house in our town. That sounds delightful. Um, <laughs> so y'all uh, enter town, kind of uh navigate through the the hustle and bustle uh you hear the train you know chugging off uh in the distance as more people are arriving in the town as it's still relatively early in day it's about like 11 uh in the afternoon so i guess not as early in the day um but y'all navigate through the crowd and you get to your street uh you see the the sheep's head in you have a bunch of golems hanging up some more more streamers and you see your house charlene uh there's a makeshift sign that now hangs above your door uh that reads horsington's exquisite guide to butlery and more shock did you approve that sign um i i didn't approve this festival this one sort of predated <laughs> me the mayor insisted that it was already budgeted for last year, so um, I, I, this one's sort of been running itself. I've been trying to juggle the the um, competing interests of. Apparently, there's some festival to do with um, like digging up graveyards, and I'm not really happy with that one. So um, I, I've been trying to make sure that one doesn't happen. It was too busy to stop this one from happening. Have I mentioned they're really bad with money here? You may have mentioned that on a couple of occasions, <laughs> yes. Okay, well, um, let's see what's going on. Oh, did I tell you about the random horse-headed butler that shows up as Charlene opens the door? Uh, no. Uh, so yeah, so y'all uh, enter the house as soon as you open the door. Uh, the inside of your home has changed somewhat. Uh, all your furniture seems to be placed with like uh, fine dining tables, you know, fine cloth and everything. And there seems to be a line of just fancy silverware on like on like one long table and plates stacked up real high. In uh, approaching y'all is a a man in a nice, you know, tuxedo, uh, nice tailcoats, and has the head of a horse. Is this who you were talking about, Charlene, or is this another horse-headed person? Oh, that's him. Why is he at my house? 
I thought you said you knew him. He showed up a couple of times, but he never really said anything. He just mostly pointed out things to me. And I guess we're in a butlery class now. As you're walking and kind of are talking to yourselves, the uh, the horse butler, as you refer to them, uh, walks up and uh, bows at y'all. Oh, Miss Charlene and Mr. Jacques, welcome, welcome. Won't you have a seat? And he gestures to uh, one of the the fine tables. Um, casually, Jacques just goes in and takes a seat. I like what you've done with the place, Charlene. This is this is really nice take, or I think it suits the room. Can I have your old stuff when I move into my new place? <laughs> Charlene does a mixture of like opening her mouth to talk to the butler and then turning to Jacques and then pursing her lips and then turning back and just there's this conflict going on where she's not sure who to talk to first but she turns and puts her hand out and says I do believe uh, you know my name but I don't know yours um, the horse butler takes your hand and guides you to the table he's like oh well, yes how rude of me Here, take a seat my name is Sir Horsington Esquire the butler full name i appreciate if you would use it did you um yeah esquire you say did you pass the bar nay well done nay is that what you said <laughs> yes say nay? Know. nay oh my word oh my <laughs> word i have to pull out all my horse puns again but um, to answer your question for miss charlene uh her furniture is not uh going to be given away to you um it is currently packed up in the stable i'm really bad at horse puns i'm trying to think of some good ones but <laughs> we'll just say he's really bad at horse puns <laughs> it's a spur- it was a spur of the moment decision <laughs> <laughs> spur <laughs> there's if you need horse puns we've got a lot yeah, but we better hoof it along. Yep. Rain it in, boys. <laughs> this episode is going to have cult status. <laughs> See, Charlene, your 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 furniture is fine. It's just out of the way. Um, I wasn't worried about my furniture, Jacques. You were worried about my furniture. I didn't do this. He- packed it all up and laid this all out and I don't know what we're doing here or why this is happening in my house and sir could you could you start the class sure thing uh and he walks over Charlene uh, has already forgotten his full name (laughs) he walks over uh to the wall and pulls a small remote from his hand now Shoulder the first guest. You get to partake in the sh- fine popping of the champagne. Uh, and he presses a button on the remote. And from the ceiling above y'all, on a rope, uh, dangles a bottle of champagne. And if you look closely to the horse, his other hand is like cranking a wheel that's attached to the wall. If you follow the, the rope. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so you mean he's like he's like cranking a wheel behind him to try and make it look like the remote was doing something yes <laughs> yep very good Ow. hey charlene um i think you might want to um it's not just the furniture that seems to change did you notice he seems to have installed a cranking wheel system to your house Mom, yeah um, i noticed just just maybe grab a pen and paper and note down any damages in case the town needs to reimburse you for festival damages. I think I'll just charge you know, him. No, did you know there's a budget for festival damages? Can you Again, charge a ghost? Is he a ghost? Well, yeah, he's a ghost. He, like, flits from one floor to another. Um, I prefer spirits. Um, I prefer <laughs> champagne. Um, can we get back to the class now? Charlene, you didn't tell me he was a ghost. I didn't know I had to tell you everything. I said he was a horse butler. Isn't that enough? Charlene, we've been through this. Ghosts. Yeah, ghosts. I have one that lives in my house. He's very nice. <sighs> Maybe you'll have one in your new new, ha- new house too. You can keep your haunted furniture. Thanks, I was going to. Uh, the horse butler... Uh, give, gives a curt little little nod and with a, a pen he starts drawing on the board or I say board the wall um, so welcome to Sir Horsington Esquire the Butler's Horsington's Exquisite Guide to Butlery and More and he's writing this uh, really big <laughs> on the wall a guide to being a exquisite butler and more is and he writes a big one on there is tailcoats and he writes tailcoats and draws like a little pic bad picture of of a tailcoat suit step two talk fancy i i physically recoiled at tailcoats as the first joke from a horse butler so <laughs> you're, you're you are nailing it and he's like and finally the third step Hire a butler. <laughs> now, do we have any questions? Jacques immediately raises his hand. Yes, Mr. Jacques. Sorry, sir, am I understanding this correctly? The steps to being a good butler is to hire a butler to butler for you. <laughs> but of course, sir, why would you... A fine gentleman of your stature. Do butlery things. Here, uh, that is the end of this course. Here are your certificates of butlery. And here is... (laughs) And here is my business card. If you ever want to follow with step three. Mr. Horsington, Esquire, the butler. Yes. Are you always the butler in this house? Do, do I actually need to hire you since you're always here? Also, is there a coupon? <laughs> your home is currently still on credit, but there is a coupon for your friend. It only takes off a couple of bucks. And a big grin appears on this horse's face. 
so Hanchel, your your certificates of, of butlery and uh, the business cards, which on the front read, uh, Sir Horsington Esquire the Butler, always remember step three. And the back of this business card reads, the bearer of this coupon is a certified individual to hire a butler. And it's signed Horsington. <laughs> oh, um, well, thank you. Um, I've never graduated something this quickly. Um, do most of your students graduate? Uh, Sir Bentley kind of, you know, does, does a curt little little bow, flips his uh, coattails, and as he gives you a grin and a bit of a wink, uh, he walks over to the wall uh, and with a small paintbrush starts painting the wall over what he wrote uh, as he prepares for uh, the next guests that are currently waiting uh, outside the door. And that's where we're going to call this episode. Hey friends, welcome back to Heartbeats. Thanks for bearing with us over our break, whilst we took some time to adjust to some changed life circumstances, uh, refresh ourselves, and build a little bit of a backlog. As always, you can come say hi to us on Twitter at HeartbeatsCast, or hang out with us on the Discord, which is in our Twitter bio. Uh, we hope each and every one of you is thriving, because you're wonderful. Bye, friend. Yeah! Yeah, I like that. That's real sweet. You can keep that in there, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yes is just, cute to have. Just jazz at the end going, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>